sex workers are a unique population with specific health needs. Caring for them can present non-specialists with a challenge and there are important health promotion opportunities that should not be missed. This week's clinical review by Professor Michael Reckart from the University of British Columbia looks at how non-specialists can reach out to the sex worker community and help to care for them more effectively. So Michael, can you start by defining what the term sex worker actually means? Well, uh, sex workers are defined as uh, adults who receive money or goods or favors uh, in exchange for sexual services. Uh, sometimes this is on a regular basis. Sometimes sex workers are visible on the street. Uh, oftentimes they're not visible. And uh, there's quite a lot of sex worker uh, activities, even in small communities, where sex work uh, might be exchanged for debts and things like that. Uh, sex workers can be female, uh, they can be male, and they can be transgender uh, sex workers. Um, uh, youth under the age of 18 are not usually considered uh, in the definition because uh, they're considered to be sexually exploited, whereas adults uh, oftentimes uh, uh, are not considered exploited or at least have some measure of uh, choice in uh, their profession. Through what sort of avenues might sex workers access healthcare? How might they present to healthcare? Well, sex workers can access healthcare in a variety of ways. Um, if, if sex workers have adequate uh, financial resources, most of them uh, will seek out a private physician, a general physician or a a family doctor um, because of uh, confidentiality uh, they feel that they are treated better um, if they um, have uh, if they don't have adequate resources many of them will go to a public health facility like a clinic or a community clinic um, usually um, in a city uh, and sometimes uh, there will be sex worker specific services. Uh, for instance, um, there's a, uh, a very famous uh, clinic for sex workers in San Francisco called St. James Infirmary, uh, which actually is managed by sex workers. Um, failing those two things, or if they don't have enough money, uh, sex workers uh, oftentimes will go to emergency rooms uh, when they have really serious problems. What are the main health issues that health professionals need to be aware of when they're seeing sex workers? Well, I, I think it's important to realize that uh, sex workers have the same uh, chronic diseases and um, chronic illnesses that anyone their age would have. So it's important not to forget about screening for the usual uh, illnesses at a particular age. Uh, in addition to that, sex workers have uh, higher incidence of specific conditions because of their work and their exposure. So sexually transmitted infections would be a very uh, obvious one. Uh, and for that, uh, they need to be screened on a regular basis. Uh, HIV is a high risk for sex workers. And if you look around the world at HIV infection rates, sex workers have much elevated rates to uh, other people uh, in the population. A lot of them use drugs, uh, intravenous drugs and oral drugs. Um, uh, many are addicted, and uh, that's an important issue for sex workers. Uh, 
Um, a lot of them get pregnant. The female sex workers oftentimes get pregnant. Uh, sometimes that's because they rely on condoms for uh, pregnancy prevention when they should, should or could be using a second method of contraception. So because of the high rates of pregnancy and the fact that many of them are stigmatized and poor, um, oftentimes uh, they seek out unsafe abortions. So that's very important. And then um, they can pick up all kinds of uh, infections and conditions because of their close contact with lots of different kinds of people. And that's why uh, their vaccination status is important. Thank you. How should non-specialists approach a consultation when a sex worker presents to them for the first time? Well, um, first thing I would say is that uh, a non-specialist will not always know when a patient is a sex worker because sex workers will oftentimes hide their identity and their job for fear of uh, stigmatization or um, poor care. Um, However, uh, if a practitioner knows or suspects that a patient is a sex worker, the most important thing is to be non-judgmental. So sex workers understand that not everybody agrees with their profession, but uh, a physician is expected to be non-judgmental, to be interested mainly in the uh, uh, health issues of sex workers, to approach sex workers' health issues as they would any other person in their practice, and to not judge uh, the sex worker's profession. Thank you. You've divided the review very broadly into health promotion and also treatment needs of sex workers. Let's start with health promotion. Can you tell us what sort of preventive health measures are available to sex workers? Well, sex workers have <clears throat> and should have uh, available to them all of the same preventative measures that uh, non-sex workers have, and these would be um, vaccination. So a sex worker's vaccination status needs to be up to date uh, because of their high rates of sexually transmitted infections and HIV. They need to be screened on a regular basis, regular depending on how often they're participating in sex work and other personal factors. They also should be screened for uh, anal and uh, cervical cancer uh, on a regular basis, more regular than uh, a non-sex worker because uh, these are related to sexually transmitted infections. Um, pregnancy prevention is important and they should have a dual method of pregnancy prevention offered to them, uh, condoms and birth control pills or a, di a diaphragm or something like that. Um, they also uh, should have available male circumcision if they're uh, a male sex worker or a transsexual sex worker. A couple of other things that I would mention. First is uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis. So um, pre-exposure prophylaxis for HIV means taking uh, one or two uh, antiviral agents uh, before exposure to HIV, and that's been shown to be very effective in preventing HIV. Um, in many studies around the world. So uh, um, eligible sex workers should have that. Uh, then there's post-exposure prophylaxis. So if a sex worker has been uh, exposed to HIV and not taken any precautions, 
uh, unexpectedly, then they should get uh, be offered uh, post-exposure prophylaxis, which is uh, six weeks of antiretrovirals. And then the usual things that we offer anyone who's um, sexually active, that would be condoms and lubricant. Uh, if they're using drugs and needles, they should have available to them uh, clean needle programs. Uh, sex workers are oftentimes uh, the victims of uh, violence, uh, uh, especially uh, coerced sex and rape. And there's a specific uh, group of sex assault survivor services that uh, they should have available to them. And another really important thing that uh, many people forget about is mental health. Uh, because of their uh, profession and because of their life uh, style, many sex workers have mental health issues and uh, these need to be uh, uh, paid attention to uh, by practitioners. Thank you. What about the treatment needs of sex workers? Uh, well, sex workers should have, um, the treatment needs should be specifically targeted towards uh, the illnesses that they have at higher rates, but also to regular illnesses. I think uh, one really important thing is uh, ex uh, treatment of sexually transmitted infections. So um, they get, have a higher incidence of these things, and uh, as long as we're uh, screening them for sexually transmitted infections, they need to be treated uh, promptly uh, with uh, the uh, proper combination of drugs. Um, another important thing is uh, antiretrovirals. So, I uh, argue in my article that uh, sex workers should have antiretrovirals offered to them universally, and that is regardless of their uh, clinical state or their CD4 count or their viral load. And that's because they have such high rates of exposure to uh, people uh, with HIV and people that they don't know. So I believe uh, the whole field of HIV treatment is moving towards universal treatment for everyone. Uh, and I think that sex workers uh, are uh, ready for that, that intervention. Um, as I mentioned, sex workers oftentimes get pregnant, so it's really important that uh, they have um, safe abortion services available to them. Uh, sometimes uh, this could be uh, surgical abortion in a hospital. Uh, other times it could be medical abortion uh, with drugs that are available uh, around the world and are approved by WHO. Um, there's also these uh, services for sexual assault survivors and uh, mental health and uh, drug treatment services, uh, drug uh, dependence treatment services as well. I would also mention that a lot of sex workers uh, are dependent on alcohol and tobacco. And of course, these are dangerous for health and uh, practitioners shouldn't forget about these, uh, these risks. Thank you. We discussed briefly that there are often barriers to sex workers accessing healthcare. Is there anything that health professionals can do to engage better with this community? Well, um, <clears throat> As I said earlier, I think the most important thing is to set up 
uh, practitioner services that are non-judgmental and non-stigmatizing uh, so that sex workers and their profession uh, are not singled out or pointed out to um, people working in private practices or patients so they're treated like every other patient. Uh, another important thing is that uh, to understand that sex workers um, are presented with a lot of barriers to health care that may not be present for non-sex workers. And these would include hours of operation and um, child care services, uh, ability to pay, those kinds of things. So I would recommend that uh, practitioners um, have uh, special services for sex workers, or at least services that take into account the, their working hours and difficulty accessing health care their child care needs and the fact that they can't always pay for health care. So some kind of sliding payment service might be appropriate for uh, sex workers. Michael, are there any groups that are particularly vulnerable that health professionals should be aware of? Well, I think uh, transgender sex workers are a group that uh, people uh, are not too aware of and uh, don't give enough attention to. Uh, many sex workers are transgender. Uh, it could be male to female or female to male. Uh, but the transgender group as a whole uh, have actually higher rates of uh, infections with STIs and HIV, uh, higher rates of drug use than even uh, female and male sex workers. And they have special needs that people uh, need to be aware of. Uh, one of them is hormone treatments. Uh, many of them are on hormone treatments. Sometimes they inject themselves, so this is a risk. Uh, there's a lot of transphobia in the uh, healthcare workplace. That is uh, fear or stigmatization of transgender people in general and transgender sex workers in particular. And uh, transgender sex workers have probably even more mental health issues than non-transgender sex workers. So. Uh, that's a group that uh, we all need to pay more attention to in healthcare. You've been listening to Michael Reckart talking about treatment for sex workers. His clinical review is now available on thebmj.com. Come back later in the week to hear more about the needs of sex workers, including interviews with women who have both good and bad experiences of care.